Neurological soft signs are a hot topic in occupational therapy right now, and I can absolutely see why. They are fascinating. And they confirm what OT professionals have seen again and again over the years, that there is often more going on with many of our patients at a biological level than is readily apparent. If the term neurological soft signs is new to you, please hang in there with us because I'm pretty sure that your experience and education have taught you more about them than you might imagine. This week's article focuses on a specific soft neurological sign in children with ADHD. And the article will give us a window into where the research is at with soft neurological signs, as well as their potential future clinical application. So let's dive in. Welcome to the OT Potential Podcast, where each week we discuss one influential OT-related journal article. Welcome to the podcast. I'm your host, Sarah Lyon, OTRL, and this week we are looking at the journal article, Quantitative Evaluation System of Soft Neurological Signs for Children with Attention Deficit Hyperactivity Disorder. This article comes to us from the Journal of Sensors, and it was published in 2016. I want to note that the article is not on our list of the 100 most influential OT-related journal articles, which we typically work through on the podcast, but this topic was a special request from a club member that we cover on the podcast. So let's start with a quick overview and refresher of neurological soft signs. Now, neurological soft signs are observable motor and sensory conditions that cannot be linked to specific brain lesions. For example, these could be associated movements, involuntary movements, or just slowed motor skills. I think for many of us as occupational therapists, when we think of these soft neurological signs, we also think of primitive reflexes that have been slow to integrate. Now, these soft signs are things that we have been noticing in our patients for decades, particularly in children with neurodevelopmental disorders and in adults with certain psychiatric conditions. But in the past decade, improved brainwave tracking and standardized assessments have really rapidly expanded how we think about these soft signs. I want to clarify that many of these neurological signs are present in infants and younger children, But for many people, they eventually disappear or integrate over time, usually within a set time frame. And they only become abnormal when they persist longer than this set time frame. I also want to highlight that the list that I saw of soft signs were really varied from document to document. And part of this might just be the fact that there doesn't appear to be a consensus or there's kind of a gray area between a soft and a hard neurological sign. Just in the simplest terms from what I understood, a soft sign is a neurological sign that is uh, really subtle, whereas a hard neurological sign is something that is more overt, um, like you might see in a child with cerebral palsy. But here are some examples of soft neurological signs that I saw on a couple lists. The list begins with some delayed motor skills, such as finger to nose, finger opposition, pronation, and supination and then also includes visual pursuits, heel-toe walking, associated movements, involuntary movements, dysrhythmia, dysmetria, and intention tremor. 
As I mentioned before, these soft neurological signs are being seen in certain psychiatric disorders as well as neurodevelopmental disorders. And the conditions that I found where they are currently being researched included schizophrenia, ADHD, autism spectrum disorder, OCD, bipolar disorder, and the first episode of psychosis. And schizophrenia is actually where I saw the most research around these soft neurological signs, which kind of subverted my expectations, um, as I think we tend to think of them as occurring most frequently in childhood. And the last thing I want to mention in our general overview is just that I think it's important to understand that the exact origins of these soft neurological signs are still currently largely unknown. As I mentioned before, we are learning a lot more about them. There's a lot of research going on about what areas of the brain are actually being impacted that could possibly be causing these. And the two major theories is one, that there might be some kind of difficulty in integrating the sensory and motor systems, which is causing these soft neurological signs. And the other theory is that there might be some kind of neural circuitry in the subcortical area of the brain that is being impacted that we don't yet fully understand. But the important thing is just to know that we just don't fully understand why these soft signs are emerging. So if there's so much we still don't know about these soft signs, um, why are they a hot topic? Why are they so important right now? Well, one thing that we seem to be learning a lot more about is that these soft signs may be first indicators that something is developmentally atypical. They can kind of be the canary in the coal mine, so to speak. For example, motor deficits can be among the earliest and most prominent symptoms of autism spectrum disorder, and they frequently precede core social and communicative symptoms. So hypothetically, if we can get a better understanding of these early soft signs, it may make a huge difference in early detection and treatment for some of these conditions. So let's turn now to look specifically at ADHD and one particular soft neurological sign. So when a psychologist or other health professional is evaluating for ADHD, lots of times they are already looking at these soft neurological signs. But the problem is that lots of times that this is just done through visual observation. And we all know from our own practices that visual observation is not perfect. It can be biased. Lots of times it just doesn't give us the firm quantitative data that we would like to have. So in this study, they look specifically at slowed pronation and supination of the forearm and wanted to find a way to make that evaluation more quantitative. So the researchers used wireless acceleration and angular velocity sensors that they put on the patient's triceps and on the top of both of their hands. So these wireless sensors could basically track the movement for them and convey the data into a computer system. 33 children with ADHD participated in the study along with 25 adult participants. And then the authors also had a data set from a previous study where typically developing children also did the same motions with these sensors on. There's obviously a lot more details about this study that I will refer you to the article for, 
But in a nutshell, the results were that spanning from ages 8 to 11 years old, there were significant differences found in rotation speed, mirror movements, bimanual symmetry, and number of pauses between the children who had ADHD and those typically developing children, which seems to indicate to us that this Delayed motor skill of pronation supination is a soft neurological sign that is correlated with ADHD, and it is something that can be included in assessment and tracked in a quantitative way. And then the article concludes with indicating that there is still more research to be done in this area. Um, obviously, the sample size wasn't huge, so that is something that could be expanded. And there's just still a lot that we don't know or understand about these neurological soft signs. So the research is still early, and there is a lot for us to learn in the years to come. So what were my takeaways for OT practitioners from this research? As always, these are my personal takeaways. They were not mentioned in the research article and are really meant to serve as just a starting point for discussion. I had three takeaways. The first is simply that neurological soft signs are fascinating, and it is important for therapists to be aware of them. As I mentioned before, I think all OT should have a general awareness of these soft signs. For me, reading about them really served as an important reminder that there is so much going on at a biological level in many of our patients that we do not fully understand yet. And it also just reminded me that our systems are interconnected in ways that we are still just trying to understand. For example, when I think of schizophrenia, I do not think of delayed motor skills, but a condition like schizophrenia really does impact a lot of the biological systems. And again, we are just beginning to fully understand that. My second takeaway is that neurological soft signs may play an important role in screening, but more research and more guidelines are needed. Now, screening for conditions is a really complex topic because basically you want to be using the best assessments um, and you don't want to cause unnecessary panic and alarm. For example, just because you may see a delayed motor skill doesn't mean that a child will automatically have one of these conditions. So everything that I read about neurological soft signs in the research indicated that they are really promising as a future screening tool, um, but that this is just still in the early stages. And I didn't see any concrete recommendations about using these soft signs in screening for conditions. However, since we're getting this better understanding of how these soft signs may be connected to these overarching conditions, it definitely seems like we should be paying attention to if a neurological sign is getting suddenly worse or is especially prominent and be communicating with members of the care team and making referrals as needed. And as the research that we looked at today indicates, I think there's going to be a lot more ways to quantitatively measure these soft signs in the future. And then my last takeaway is kind of a broader impression from the supplementary reading that I did on this topic, which I will link to in the OT Potential Club. But one of my broader takeaways was in the research, I did not see any support for addressing soft signs in hopes that the intervention would have a broader impact on the condition. For example, and this seems obvious, but if in our children with ADHD, we see this delayed pronation supination, 
working on that one movement explicitly to improve those times obviously is not going to have a broader functional impact for these children, isn't going to change the overall state of the condition. And the readings that I looked at just really cautioned us against focusing too heavily on these in our treatments, especially when there is not a functional implication for our patients. And so I want to close by reading from a 2019 continuing education article from the AOTA on this. The article says occupational therapists should distinguish between correlation and causality in considering interventions to address learning and behavior problems. The fact that soft signs are associated with attention and learning problems does not imply that they are the cause of these impairments. Intervention approaches claiming to change the brain by establishing lateral dominance or integrating residual reflexes have little supportive evidence in the scientific literature. Signs are a sequelae of brain dysfunction, not the causes of it. So again, that just fits with the larger takeaway from the discussion that these soft signs really show a lot of promise in screening, but we still have a lot to learn about them and we just don't know yet what the future clinical applications will be. So that is all that I have for you today on this topic. We are obviously just touching the tip of the iceberg on neurological soft signs and I will be really curious to hear your thoughts and your insights on the topic. I encourage you to chime in with these thoughts in the OT Potential Club. As a reminder, the OT Potential Podcast is an extension of the OT Potential Club. Our hope is that the club is your go-to tool for surveying the new evidence that is out there and also for digging deep into how to apply the evidence into your practice. I wanted to let you know that after February 1st of 2020, we will be closing entry to the club temporarily so that we can focus on helping members within the club and building some new features for these members. So if you have been thinking about joining, I encourage you to do so during the month of January so that you do not miss out. You can sign in or sign up at otpotential.com club. Thank you so much for joining me, and I hope that this podcast helps you give great care this week. Thank you.